You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. Your host, Olivia, here. And today we are having a tough conversation, but it's a conversation that is going to help change your life if you're a female entrepreneur that battles with depression and those negative self-talk, those thoughts that just get in your way. I'm having a conversation with a fellow uh, female entrepreneur. Her name is... Shamandrian Shankle, and she is the CEO of Handle It Solutions and Services, operations consultant and certified OBM. She's a speaker and she is located in North Carolina. And me being a South Carolina girl originally, you know, it's just got a soft part in my heart for people like her because I I believe the best people are in the Carolinas. But anyway, her links are in the show notes below. Definitely check her out. Thank you. It's so good to have you, Shamandrian. So excited to be here. Super excited. Thank you, Olivia, for having me. Um, I'm ready for this conversation. Good. Well, you know, when was the first time that you battled with um, depression? Mm. So the very first time that I battled with depression was let me think back to the season, right? It was more of a season. Um, I had come home. So I've always been a, a really driven uh, a woman, even when I was really young. And I got pregnant in college, um, in my sophomore year of college. And so I came home and I'm like, you know what? Despite everything, I'm still going to push through. I'm going to do this, 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 this. You know, I'm going to prove everybody that I'm still who, you know, I'm proving to be because all my life I felt like I had to prove people wrong. Mm. And so when I um, started pushing and had this little boy and trying to go to school and then trying to work and do all of these things and then got into a relationship and started feeling like I had settled. I had put myself in a position where I felt like I couldn't or I was proving other people wrong or I was proving them right, excuse me. And so with all of that weight that I had placed on myself, it made me start to uh, turn to that that thought of maybe they're right. And that kind of led me to a dark place of, you know, isolating myself and pulling myself out of, you know, that bubbly, excited, driven personality and kind of moving more inward. And that's really kind of where that, that cycle begun because I started to to lose myself in that relationship, to lose myself in being a mom, to lose myself in, in the job and trying to prove, just prove other people at the same time feeling like I wasn't proving who I thought I needed to be. You know, that you said a word there, especially with the proving yourself part. And I, I'm, I'm very similar. I used to be a people pleaser. Um, and I mean, my, my battles with depression, um, started at the age of six. So there ain't no judgment here. Cause girl, like I, 
up and down. Like it's always a new thing. A new thing just gets thrown my way. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'm done with life. But, and I don't say it like that, you know, cause then I'm really like done, but, but no, I I've, I've been there. So I get it. But that over criticalness of yourself is so real. And I, but you saying that whole pleasing thing really brought something out of me because it was a breakthrough that I recently had where, and it's the affirmation that I use. And I think you might, you might like this affirmation. It's I only seek the approval of God and girl, listen, like I'll, I'll say that because like every once in a while, every once in a while. And then I realized when it came to fruition this weekend, because um, one of the, I work at fine dining restaurant part-time and one of, and our district manager came in and he's a new district manager. And he basically told us that we don't value each other. Now, as my coworkers, he's coming in and this is a company value. Now, granted, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of things. I've worked for corporations. I've left corporations to, you know, focus on building my business and everything like that. And I still have, you know, my serving job, but I, I love the people interaction. But for him to say that we don't value each other really was something that like, was like a knife in the back for me because I am the type of person. I was literally volunteering that morning, cleaning up a homeless man's shit off the floor, like no lie. And then I'm like, and, and like, whenever my coworkers need something, regardless of if their views or something, I, I I'm there for them and they're there for me as well. So this man came in and said this and the old me would have felt the need to tell him how good of a person I am, how much of a humanitarian I am, how much I, and I said, <laughs> no, <laughs> that man is sent from the devil because the devil cut brings people to you and they come to steal, kill and destroy. And I only seek the approval of God. So I ain't even about to try to prove myself to him. It was really one of those type of situations that I realized I was like, dang, I'm real proud of myself. I didn't even feel the need to be like, well, you know, this morning I was actually doing this and this, my work proves for itself. My, mm-hmm. all of that proves, proves, I don't, I don't have to prove myself to him, but maybe just maybe that'll help you. Cause you only seek the approval of God, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's something that I've constantly constantly had to work through the people pleasing the the detaching myself from the thoughts and opinions of others and I had it like you said you know I only seek the approval of God I also had to tell myself that God is pleased with me so who cares if anyone else is right and that allows me to know that as long as I'm showing up the way I need to do or the way I need to be for who God has called me to be it doesn't matter if my boyfriend feels that I'm, you know, serving or doing, you know, up to his standards. It doesn't matter if my parents or my mom or, you know, family members or other entrepreneurs, it doesn't matter who any, what anyone else feels that I am doing or how well I'm doing. If I feel that I know that I'm doing my best according to what God has taught me to do in this season. And I had to detach. So, you know, we, as women, we, as women, we compare ourselves all the time. And so when it comes to people pleasing, that's one of the biggest things. It's because we're either comparing ourselves to an expectation that we have of ourselves or we're ha- comparing ourselves to the expectations that we've placed on other people. 
you know? And so it's the moment for me that triggers me, like you said, that situation could have triggered you. The moments that trigger me are when I feel like, oh, the expectation that either I have placed on other people or the expectation that I have placed on myself when I fail to meet that. But allowing me to remember that it's not about the expectations, but it's about me pleasing God and doing exactly what he's called me to do in this season. Amen. And you know what? One thing, Shamandrian, that I, when we had our first conversation, those of you that are listening, I realized this woman, she's so, she's, she's, she was in the Navy. She's so achieved, like, like so high level. Right. And she is so hard on herself. <laughs> like, and I mean, but, and, and you might be listening to this and you might be extra hard on yourself too. I think we all are. And I think, especially nowadays, um, with social media, we see what everybody else is doing and we feel like we need to be a certain place. And, um, cause you mentioned the comparison thing and that's definitely a, a trap that we fall into. I'm def- I definitely fall into that comparison trap. And as soon as I have gotten better, as soon as I notice, I'm like, okay, let me get offline. Cause that's where, that's where it is for me. Let me, let me stop thinking that I need to be anywhere else than I am because this is all a part of the process. Sometimes I tell myself, you know, I'm going to have one hell of a testimony, you know, like my testimony is going to be so good, but, um, that's so real because it's like, we can't continue to compare ourselves to other people. And it's, it's, we, we can say that right now, you know, like when we talk in, but like when we're actually mm-hmm. like in the moment and we're doing it, that's, that's yeah. when we have to remember, um, to start like analyzing those feelings. Um, what are some of the things that helps bring you out of the state when, you know, you're being like, really critical of yourself because I mean, you're, you're so impressive. Like, I mean, and I know that that drive helps you get to where you're going, but, um, you know, would you speak to yourself the, the, what, like, would you speak to a friend the way you speak to yourself sometimes? Come on now. We, we, we know that we are our worst critics. And if we were to put a speaker to inside our brains and let people hear some of the crap that we say, (laughs) we'd be embarrassed. Right. And so I think that it's so easy for me to encourage someone else. And, you know, I'm like that, that, that encourager of the family, right? I'm always a person, don't say that. Watch your words. Your words have power. Watch what you're saying. You know, speak life over yourself. Don't, you know, don't um, allow those thoughts to grow and all that stuff. But then when it comes to me, right, it takes longer for you to realize, even though I've gone through the process of it. So for me, I felt like I had gone through a state of, I've been so away from, that depressed state that I don't have to watch my thoughts as much. That's what I thought until recently when I had another situation where I had to really check myself. But it's like, we don't always uh, recognize directly when we're having those thoughts or when we're having those triggers and when we're having those situations, but it takes us being conscious of it, starting to point it out. Okay, these are the thoughts that led me to this emotion, this feeling, this feeling. Um, These are the beliefs that I believe about myself that have caused me to start acting and responding in this way to feel like I need to please these people or to feel this way about myself and really like taking 
a self-assessment to understand, you know, your core beliefs and how you really feel about yourself, how you really think about you, how you value you. And I realized that even though I have all these accolades and I've tried to accomplish so many things or I have accomplished, you see, you heard the try, right? (laughs) I've accomplished so many things. There's still a place where there's a lack of self-value. Because why is it that if you have accomplished all of these things, why is it that you still feel the need to prove, the need to prove? And it's because there are places that I need to learn to love me and that I have started to, okay, I got to figure out what's my love language for myself, right? There's We talk about love languages with relationships, with your children, with all of these things, but what's your love language for you? What do you do that helps you to pour back into you and make you feel that you love you? Disregard of anyone else's love. I need to know that I love me and that God loves me and everybody else is extra. And so it's really digging deep, uprooting those thoughts, replacing them with truth, and starting to love on me so that I can stand strong and not not need anyone else's approval. Amen. I, yes, you said so much, your love language to yourself. Like I I made a post a couple of weeks ago too. It was like, you know, be your, instead of being your worst, your own worst critic, be your biggest fan. We, we can be our biggest fans. You know, we can hype ourselves up. Mel Robbins talks about doing that, like high five in the, in the mirror. Yes, I love her. (laughs) Same. And, and it's like there, because it's something subconscious, like we need to get in the habit of hyping ourselves up. Yeah. Especially for people that constantly tear themselves down. We got to get in the habit of, you know, I'll see other people that build that confidence and stuff like that. And also, you know what? Tony Robbins also said something. He said, stop negotiating with yourself. Mm. Stop negotiating your worth, your value. Nah, you are what you are. Yes, you feel you and you examine, you know, and give yourself some grace. You know, I love that you said, I see ways that I need to love myself more in certain areas. Yes. Once you're really that authentic with yourself and you know, and you're that self-aware, then it allows you to be like, okay, I need to do this for me in this, in this space. I need to hype myself up in this area. And I mean, I think that's huge inspiration and motivation for people, you know, while they're going through a dark space, like, cause I mean, honestly, like when I'm in a dark space, I don't even want to hear like positive stuff. Like, I just want to be in that energy. Like, I'm going to just be upset <laughs> for however long it takes. I'll give myself a couple of days. Um, but having people that you can call and talk to mm-hmm. is so, so important to help remind you, um, you're, you're a badass. I'm Shamandrian. Um, what you doing here? girl, what, you know, what for me, Olivia, um, can you please stop? <laughs> like, <can> you... <laughs> so my friends, honestly, my friends have to be like, okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, seriously, that's, that's kind of the stuff that my friends have to say to me. Yeah, I get it. And like with these, what, excuse me, what you said about wanting to sit in that moment, we have to give ourselves time. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to have a moment Because when we get too wrapped up in, I have to jump out, I have to jump out, and we're not allowing ourselves to process, Mm -hmm. 
then we're just pushing. And I've done that too, right? In the times where in my situations, I will push and push and push and push. And then all of a sudden, boom, it explodes. And I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I crying? Why am I upset? Why do I not want to do? Why do I not want to be? And it's because all of those things that we've taken and we've pushed and stuffed down over time for me, and then it comes out. But when we allow ourselves to have that time, like, look, I need a day, I may need three days so that I can process through this. And then when I come out, I'm ready. Let's move forward. Let's go. Because if we're not taking that time to process and be aware, then it continues to recreate itself. It continues to grow. It continues to snowball, you know? Absolutely. You know, how do you communicate that with your team and the people in your life when you are having, um, you know, just taking mental health days? How do Mm -hmm. you really manage those? So, I mean, for me, I have had to learn that um, time to myself is a form form of self-care for me. Like I have to, whether it's me, when it comes to me being at home with my kids, if I'm going in the bathroom to paint my toes and I'm going to be in there for a while, leave me alone. (laughs) And I'm, I'm taking my self care. But then when it comes to my business, I also have to communicate with people. Um, I'll just say I'm taking a self care day, you know, and we have to prepare and put things in place and we have to be able to be okay with not being in a space. Yesterday, I was supposed to do an interview, a live interview last, uh, last night. And I just wasn't in a space that I felt like I would be able to fully give the way that I needed to in the space that I was in. And we have to be okay with that because if you're a person of integrity, mm-hmm. of course you don't want to back out or you want to hold to you know the arrangements that you have set with people or engagements and things like that. But when you're a person of integrity and, a per- and people see the ethic that you have behind it, they understand if I need a mental health day or I need a self-care day or I need to back up and reassess and decompress, then it's more beneficial, not just for me, but it's beneficial to my clients. It's beneficial to my children. It's beneficial to my relationships because it helps me to be able to show up better. Us taking what we need for ourselves, it doesn't hinder, but it helps us to be better for ourselves and for other people. Absolutely. And I'm, I hate the whole, like, fake it till you make it, you know, basically ignore your mental health. That's why we have so many, you know, that's why we have so many issues, you know, historically speaking, um, suicide is generally a middle-aged white man problem. Statistically, that is who it usually is. However, there's been a study from 1991 to 2020, the rate of male, a black male, like suicide of ages, like 20 to 30 has increased by 40%. A couple of weeks ago, you know, we saw, so four people commit suicide um, and they, money wasn't the issue. You know what I mean? They, they seem to have it all. But the way our health, like our mental health is treated nowadays, it's so taboo. Like I think about uh, former Miss America 2019 who committed suicide. And then I thought back to the gymnast that pulled out of the Olympics 
and um, she just got engaged. I literally, why, why can I not remember her name right now? Um, um, but she pulled out the Olympics and she got so much backlash, but it was because of her mental health. And I'm like, well, I'm so happy she did because she's alive now, because I know, I understand like she had the guts to do it. And, you know, Chrisley probably felt like she couldn't have done that knowing the type of backlash that um, Simone Biles got when she pulled out the Olympics, you know, like when you're at that high of a level, you know, it's so, I, I almost feel like having that, that's one of the benefits we have as like smaller entrepreneurs that are not in like the spotlight is we don't have to be as public with our mental health, but I think that more people should. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that comes back to the expectations. You know, when you get to a certain level and we as people expect other people to not be people, <laughs> it's okay for us to have our emotions and our flaws and the things that we're dealing with, but it's not okay for people that have authority or people that are in the public public view to. And I think that's why it leads so much to those types of situations because they don't have that space to be able to say, you know what, I need to pull back or you know what, I need to do what honors me right now versus what honors this job or what honors this, this um, commitment that I have to the public I in the public view and we put an expectation or they may put an expectation on themselves to be, that they have to be perfect and it's because of the expectation that has been portrayed on them from other people and so it's all about that you know removing those expectations removing that people pleasing and being able to do what you want when you want authentically you know like bump what everybody else has to say what everybody else thinks what everybody else feels I'm going to do what honors me in this. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that takes growth. I'm still working on that. Right. Because we feel like, Oh, we don't want to hurt someone else. Oh, we don't want to let someone else down. But what happens when you're no longer in a space where you want to live because you're fearful of letting other people down? Like we don't understand that that's a stair step that it leads to, you know, putting one block on the other and one block on the other. And there's only so much that we can take. But we have to, like you said, we have to, um, we have to be more mindful that people are people, no matter at what level, and allow them the space to be able to do that. And I wish they had more. And you know how they say now, you know, check on your, your strong friend. I'm usually the person that's always pouring into everybody else all the time. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, what about when I'm not? Who's reaching out to see if I'm okay? Who's reaching out? Like you said, you have your friends that are like, get your together, you know? You know, like we have to have those and we have to have transparent spaces where we can call people and be like, no, I'm not okay right now. I'm not good. I'm not. And I need some assistance. I need someone to help pull me out. That was one of the biggest things when I moved here. And once I realized what I needed out of a friendship, um, because I don't expect my husband to be everything, yeah, you know, and God don't answer me quick enough sometimes, you know, like I be talking to him, but he don't always be answering fast enough. So, and I get impatient, like I move fast. So it's like, 
I knew that I needed those friends that I could just be open and real with. Like, and I, I, it's funny. I've found three therapist friends. (laughs) I have three friends that are therapists and I'm just like, how did this happen? And then other women that are like very like high level. Um, but we all have open, authentic conversations. And when I am in a dark space, I can tell them. And, but you know what, when you're in that dark space, you don't, you tend to not want to be a burden. You tend to not want to tell other people, especially as the strong person that you are. And if you're always pouring into some people, you know, that they're not even going to have the capacity to pour back into you. So it's just like, do I really even want to like go there? Cause then I'm going to just feel worse. (laughs) You know, I think that's why professional help is so important too. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I've had times where I felt like, you know, I didn't want to be transparent. I didn't share with people. And that was when I first started dealing with um, symptoms of depression. Like I didn't want to share anybody with anyone because I needed to be that happy, bubbly person all the time. And then as I progressed and understood how real things can get after having certain experiences, then it's like, okay, well, I've recognized these things. And I know that in order for me to be able to get what I need, I have to talk to people. And so I start taking that barrier off of myself. But sometimes you do feel like, well, if this is a person that I've trusted and I've communicated with and I've talked to, and they've seen me in this cycle, then you don't want to, like you said, burden them and keep showing them that you're still going through or you come out and then you went back into that that cycle of emotions. But having someone who is a professional that is not going to judge, that's going to be able to work with you when you're on your high days and everything's happy, go lucky and great. But then on the days when things are not great and not all, you know, okay, you're not okay, you're freaking out or crying over no reason, for no reason, they're able to sit there without, you know, judgment and hear you and listen and give you, you know, constructive guidance on how to come out. Um, That's what helps me. Um, Not always being able to vent to other people. Yeah. You're the strong person, but having a therapist that I can go to and I can be transparent with. Yeah. And investing, investing in your mental health is so important. It absolutely is, you know, taking care of you first. That's really what you have to do if you're going to continue to give to other people. And I mean, I've told, I've gone to counseling before I've, um, and it's, it's difficult to find the right counselor and therapist for you from sometimes It, it, it is, it's, it's a, it's a battle, um, especially if you're like the more self-aware you are and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not necessarily at the same no. level, but, you know, having, having a good therapist, you know, to go to, that is definitely um, so key to getting out of, you know, it's not the only way, but it is definitely a great way. Just like medication is not the only way, but I don't condemn people for getting on medication. It's knowing what you need. Yeah. There's no cookie cutter way. It's knowing what you need that will help you get out of that situation, setting up your, your toolbox really. So for you is your toolbox, like your therapist prayer time to yourself. Yep. 
Um, therapy, definitely. <laughs> I talk to her weekly. <laughs> um, my prayer and personal time, like I'm a writer as far as like journals. I always have tons of journals and me being able to get it all out and release it onto God and allow him to, you know, be able to pour back into me. It's a big thing. And then my personal time, but then also, you know, I have, um, um, a person that she is with total life changes and they have something called NRG and it's a stimulant and it's, it's, it, it's a natural, um, energy, but it also has the chemical in it, a natural chemical. And I can't remember the name of it right now to save my life, but the, a natural chemical that helps you to have those happy hormones, those happy feelings, those excitement. So if I get to a place where I just cannot pull myself out, it's like, let me calm down. Let me take some energy. Let me have a cup of tea. Let me do things that I enjoy to help me bring myself out of it. And like I said, it may not be that day, but maybe it's a few days and it helps me to kind of move along to release those thoughts and those fears and those anxiety, um, all those things and be in a position to where I can serve better. Absolutely. You know, I think I, I talked about um, successful women. I did a podcast on that a couple of weeks ago and um one of the biggest things that I talked about was they take care of themselves first. Mm. Um, they make their themselves a priority. I'm not saying that you got to spend all of this time. I, I say that. And some people are just like, well, it's selfish. No, it's not. How do you take care of yourself with, and this is commonalities that I've seen from interviewing so many successful women and also just doing the research, reading the books. They all say it, <laughs> take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then with me, like as an operations consultant, I'm always working with women entrepreneurs that need boundaries. We have to place boundaries in order to help us to one, be able to get what we need, but to make sure we're not allowing other people to suck from us, you know, and take from us um, to a place to where we're not able to continue to give, especially if you're a loving person and you're, or a people pleasing person. Like if I don't have boundaries, certain boundaries set up, then I'm going to continue to give until I'm depleted. You know, my, my work life starts to bleed into my personal time. And then I don't have what I need for, for my children, or I don't have what I need for myself. And all of those things start to run together and we find ourselves back in that place of chaos, you know? And so boundaries is, is a part of self-care. Absolutely. I, I realized, um, how important time boundaries for me were like, mm -hmm. Just be like, okay, as soon as I, someone starts to drain me, okay, I'm going to go now. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm just, I'm just not. There's, um, there's like a, I don't know if it's a TikTok or, or just a reel, but it's like, I'm not addressing this crowd right now. I'm on 10. I'm on a 10. I'm not addressing this crowd. <laughs> oh yeah. I've seen it. And they're like, pick someone else. No, I'm not doing it. No. Yes. I've watched it plenty of times because I'm, I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know your limits. You have to know when you're able to serve. Like there's times where I have to tell my children, I can't, I can't be that right now. I need you to take your space. Mommy's going to go in here and I'm going to take my space. And then we're going to come back. We're going to come back together, but we have to figure out what taxes us and what, what fuels us. It's different things. 
Yes. Especially, I mean, and you know this as a mother, and I love that you say that, like that you're open and honest with your children about that. Um, and there's nothing, I, I, there's a lot of things that, um, they, my mother did that, but I know a lot of other people's mothers didn't do that. They always like did it all. And it's like that strong black woman syndrome, or, you know, if, if you're not a black woman, the strong woman syndrome that you, you deal with. Cause I, I meet a lot of other races that have the same issue. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel the need that they're always having to give to other people and never to themselves, never said, and they can't let their children see them not be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a trap in itself because you're, you're raising children to be humans, to go out into the world and know how to handle their own stresses of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, yeah, of course you, you don't show them everything, but you do show them what's necessary to help be successful and, and, and be real in life. Yeah. And I think that with, with not, and with sheltering your kids from being able to see the different phases of emotions that you truly go through, you set them up to not be able to be empathetic. And you also set them up to have false expectations of themselves. And so like my son, he's very affectionate and very sensitive But if I never showed him that vulnerability or I never allowed him to be able to to have those moments of vulnerability, how do I set him up to be able to manage his own emotions as he becomes an adult and a man? And so that's how, you know, so many men are not able to process their emotions because they don't have they've never had the space to do it or they've always been taught I have to be strong. I have to be strong. And us as women, black women we've been taught that we have to show up with this cape on at all times. I did a post one day and I said, I'm taking my cape off today. Like I'm choosing to be in a space where I can acknowledge my emotions and I can process through them. Not every day is going to be excellent and amazing and superpower woman. Like some days I need to just be, some days I need to be poured into. And we have to be able to create that space even in our homes so that our children are able to receive what they need and not shelter themselves. So we create those generational curses of not dealing with our emotions and those generational curses of depression or anxiety and all those things get passed down because we're not teaching our kids how to deal with our their emotions and different situations because they've never seen us do it. They've never seen their parents experience these things. And so I have to stay open with him because one with between manage a business, managing a business, homeschooling full time, all of the, those things within itself I have to be able to show him that mommy gets drained as well. And I have to refuel, you know, like you can't, mommy can't, you can't pull from mommy for work then pull from mommy from homeschool then pull from mommy to take care of the house and pull from mommy, you know, mommy has to be filled in too. And so sometimes that means I need to take a moment and we have to teach our kids that. I didn't realize that you also homeschooled. Like <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. And I have a two-year-old toddler. So yes. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're such a badass. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like one day, you know, when I have children, I will be, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not even going to say that I would do all that. <laughs> all that. 
girl. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, but I, I mean, I commend you because I mean, you have so much drive and it's just, it's so impressive. And I, I love that how you share with such authenticity. Um, I, I truly appreciate that. Um, so tell me more about what you do in your business. So with my business, I am a operations consultant um, and then also strategist and a speaker. So in a nutshell, I help the high performing woman entrepreneur, the one that has her cape on running around doing all the things all the time and does not have the time for herself to have that. I'm not going to say balance, but that harmony, you know, because what is balance, right? It's all about priorities, but helping her to get to a place where she can get her, get her time back. And so we help um, implement systems, processes, teams, but then also help them with the consulting and kind of coaching them through the process of being able to delegate and being able to say, okay, I'm going to step into the role of CEO and I'm going to let my business be a big girl business instead of a baby business and allow it to scale without overwhelm. I don't have to work hard 24 seven. I don't have to be available all hours of the day to prove to my clients that, you know, I'm serving them well. I can create my life the way I need it to look for me. So that's what I help women do with their businesses and their lives. That's awesome. Setting those boundaries. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm pretty uh, similar. So I, I definitely understand, but you know, setting those boundaries are so important that, um, and that coaching comes into play so much, especially when you, cause the things, and I was just on a call about this, but it's like, it's those, those things that get in your way that, that, uh, negative self-talk that, um, imposter syndrome mm. business, especially starting out is so much of what's going on in our minds and not, you know, and, and thinking we need to be at a specific level and, you know, talking, getting, getting through that, pushing past those barriers, getting out of our comfort zone. And, you know, I love that you help your clients with that, you know, cause that's, that's something that's needed. That's what I, you know, I do as well, but it's like, I mean, I know we do things differently, but I love that you do that. Um, and I love that you share, you know, nobody's perfect, but the importance that you put on mental health is such a key, especially for your clients, because we're not, we're going to, we're changing how society is run. We're not mm -hmm. doing things. This doesn't mean that we don't get things done. This means that we have less people on antidepressants. This means that we have healthier relationships and healthier people in our world. And you're helping doing that, especially because you're helping people that are employing people. Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, with women entrepreneurs that are driven, you know, um, they have this, these expectations of themselves to do everything themselves. I have to do it. No one can do it better than me. If I teach this person to do it, it's going to take longer or, you know, it'll take more time to show them how when I can just knock it out myself. And all of those things are back to that, that super woman that we feel that we always have to be. And I just want people to understand that you don't have to do it all. You can handle it with other people. Like, think about it. Let's think we're both God girls, right? Jesus came on this planet. And he did not choose to do it all by himself. Mm -hmm. 
He went and got disciples to help him to fulfill what he needed to do. He said, no, y'all go and go handle. And I'm going to chill here while you guys do. Right. And so we have with our gifts and our businesses, we have to be okay with giving other people the space to stand up and be leaders and do other things as well, because we can be hindering their own blessing. And I meant their blessings and their gifts and talents, because we're trying to do it all ourselves. And really all we're doing is burning ourselves out and limiting our own capacities. So I want to free myself and other people of that. Let someone else help you handle it. Absolutely. You know, and honestly, reading the book, Emeth really helped me with that. And also, um, trusting myself to make the right decisions, trusting myself to make right hiring decisions. You know, that's, that's the shift that, you know, you help your clients make as well. It's, you know, you, I trust myself to make the right decision on who is going to do this job. There is somebody that is better at graphic designing than me. There's somebody that is better at website design than me. There's some, you know what I mean? So why not? If you want to think about your business as a whole, Think about all the parts that that run it. But, you know, Shermandrian, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your truth, what you do. Guys, definitely check out her links below. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, I don't think so. This has been great. I, I appreciate what you're doing um, and the information that you're sharing because it's just so needed. And I appreciate you for showing up with all that you have gone through as well. Like you say, I'm a badass. You're a badass too, because you know, you're, you're creating a way for people to get information and to understand that they can show up in it. You know, so I appreciate you too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.